The Uncomfortable Truth Podcast is sponsored by the Joan Trumpower Mulholland Foundation, dedicated to ending racism through education, while preserving, sharing, and continuing the legacy of civil rights icon, Joan Trumpower Mulholland. Support the foundation and programs like this podcast by becoming a monthly sustaining donor. Visit jtmfoundation.org to get started. That's jtmfoundation.org. Welcome to The Uncomfortable Truth, where we answer the questions we all need to be asking about race and racism in America. I'm Loki Mulholland. And I'm LaVon Brown. And it's it's time time to get get uncomfortable. Three men were convicted of the lynching of Ahmaud Aubrey. His death and the subsequent trial had similar tones of Trayvon Martin in 2012 and Emmett Till in 1955, but the results were different. Today, we're going to explore just that. So, LaVon, let's talk about this. Um, this, this, is, this is based off of, part of this is based off of this idea from this um, Politico article um, that, w- that took place after the trial. Now, we haven't talked about the trial results at all, actually. Oh, um, and so, uh, what was your first reaction um, upon hearing about it? The result? Yeah. Um actually was uh, we won one right but but I, I think the main thing was that the the prosecuting attorney uh, really wanted to win this uh, whereas <coughs> certainly <coughs> Jesus <coughs> excuse me and the way you're going you just might need him <laughs> The uh, the Emmett Till case and, and and was was long time ago, and all they really wanted was to be have that over with, and uh, there was no way in the state of Mississippi that they were going to convict anybody. Uh, here we were in a place at a time where the prosecuting attorney said we need to win this, and that was the and I, that was the first thing I thought of, mm. and I also thought of. Uh, uh, the defendant's lawyer, you know, didn't want any black people in the uh, in the courtroom and all of that. Yeah, the pastors and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, what he did was his job, and what what I you know what he played to he played the race card, and it did he didn't win. Right. But he it was he was he won about it the same way that this black guy was in the wrong neighborhood and we're gonna get pressers out of here and all this stuff. And he did that. He, he never backed down from it. He never apologized, even when they interviewed him after the trial. Right. He never backed down from that because he thought he was at a time in, in the history of America where that would win. Right. And you know, I, you can't blame him for that because that's all we've been talking about. Right. Well, and, and it's interesting that you talk about that that argument that was being made, you playing the race card, if you will, um, because the the undertones were very similar to to Trayvon and and obviously to Emmett in respects right. that this you know the, the black menace. Here's this guy. He's in the he's in your neighborhood now. On, in the Trayvon trial, they actually brought a woman in to talk about how a black guy had robbed her house and she was upstairs and scared and hiding in the closet. Had nothing to do with with Trayvon, right? 
except for the fact that they're both black and right. and George Zimmer what is Zimmerman is that his name George Zimmerman yes um you know didn't know who Trayvon was and just saw them as a black man so obviously if he's a black guy then he must be trying to steal something right right same thing obviously with Ahmaud Aubrey um but uh with and with Emmett it's just the black beast rapist you know scenario that plays into all that uh, that's all it was right and and that was what's interesting in 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 the till trial is that um carolyn bryant's testimony was the juror never jury never heard it right um and but it played up to everything that needed to be said now they didn't have to hear it because her defense attorney had talked to the reporters and told them like a day or so before the trial exactly what they were going to hear, even though she never actually said it in front of the jury. So the jury heard it without even having to be, you know, mm. I don't think I box to hear it. Yeah. Right. But every time they talked about uh, about Emmett in in the uh, in the trial itself, the defense team, they uh, they always referred to him. And in, in these, they, they never talked to him about him as being a child. Right. Right. They always, you know, you know, alluded to this idea that he was, you know, he was big and hawking and, you know, obviously she, you know, and Carolyn was this petite little thing. I don't think that, certainly not at that time uh, and before, they ever thought of, of Black children as children. No. If you, if, if you look back at it, I mean, we were picking cotton at his age. We were out in the fields and had been for years. So there was never a childhood. Yeah, I, it was interesting you say that. I was just with a gentleman. We were shooting a short documentary about this gentleman, um, George Sally. He's 92 years old, lives in Selma. And uh, every day he goes to the Edmund Pettus Bridge to pray for the man who beat him on Bloody Sunday. Now, mm. when he was eight years old, he was picking 100 pounds of cotton. At eight years old, got 50 cents. I mean, you could pick a hundred pounds at, at at eight years old. See, he said he wasn't. He said he wasn't that good at it. Right. He was also. That's a lot of cotton. Yeah, he was also behind. He also was working a plow with a mule, yeah. at eight years old. At it, yeah. And he only had three years of school each. You know, three months of school each year. Right. Um, because you know, got to got to work in the fields. You know, the sharecropping. Exactly. Family. Um, but yeah, so at a very young age, uh, he's he's doing adult work. Yeah, see, we Northerners considered Emmett Till a a child, mm -hmm. uh, which he was, right? But Southerners never did, right? Because he wasn't to them a black child was not a child, right? A black file child was either working or he was a future worker. Mm -hmm. He was not a child in right. the sense that we mean child, right? So I'm not surprised at that. Yeah, and. They couldn't afford, they wanted him dead. You know, yeah. let's, let's be serious about this. They wanted him dead. They killed him. Mm -hmm. And they just wanted it all that to be over. And they knew that they were going to get off. They knew that there was not going to be any convictions. They understood that because it was a black child that whistled at a white woman, supposedly, and he should be dead for that. Yeah. And the judge agreed with that and the whole the courthouse agreed with that. Yeah. Well, and then in the closing arguments under Ahmaud Aubrey's case, the defense attorney, um, whatever her name is, um, I don't remember. Hogue, that uh, Laura Laura Hogue, I think is how you say her name. Yeah. So 
she, in this closing argument, turned, was, uh, turning Ahmaud Aubrey into it, she, this is what she said, turning Ahmaud Aubrey into a victim after the choices he made does not reflect the reality of what brought Ahmaud Aubrey to Satya Shores in khaki shorts with no socks to cover his long, dirty toenails. Right. So again, yeah. it's just painting, painting this, this, this image um, with a lot of racial undertones and so forth. Well, of course, the, the, the jury, nobody ever saw, first of all, I mean, I'm, nobody ever saw his toenails except the coroner. Right. That's it. Yeah. She had to bring that up. She had to come up with anything she could to dehumanize this person. Right. And that's what that was about. I mean, yeah. he's running. Who cares if he has on khaki? Somehow she made that sound like, well, that's the wrong thing to have on if you're running. First yeah. of all, because she couldn't just, she, she first Because yeah, if you're running, you'd be wearing running shorts, not khaki. So you were up to something. Yeah, you, have, you had to be. Right. They had to try anything they could to make him be seen as anything but human. Yeah. She tried that. Yeah. They all did. And so, uh, so, I mean, Trayvon, obviously, George Zimmerman was, was the stand your ground rules. Right. Uh, the Aubrey case, it was citizens' arrests basically gone wrong, and now we had to defend ourselves from being attacked, which which was interesting that they would even say that because when questioned on the stand, I'm going to pull up my notes here. Uh, the prosecutor uh, said to Travis McMichaels, he's not reaching into his pocket. No, ma'am. And he never yelled at you guys. No, ma'am. Never threatened you at all. No, ma'am. Didn't brandish any weapons. Uh, no, ma'am. Didn't pull out any guns. No. Didn't pull out any knife. She keeps going. Never reached for anything, did he? Uh, no, he just ran. Yes, he was just running. Keep in mind that they started with, he had no business in the neighborhood. Right. Um, and they really believed that. That's why the guy was filming. Yeah. They, he, here's a black guy. What's he doing in our neighborhood? And, and they, 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 they stuck to that. And that, they went from there. Right. Well, the lawyers knew better than that. I mean, in the 911 call that went out was, what's your emergency? And he responded, there's a black male running down the street. Right, right. Right. And I mean, instantly. The fact that people were chasing him with guns, but. Right. But, you know, I mean, we've got to identify his race. And, it, and it's, and then, of course, just like you noted, um, you know, earlier with the fact that uh, the defense team was really playing up to every racial trope they could. Like, we don't want these black ministers here. Um, they're threatening. I mean, in, 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 in the Till trial, obviously, you know, there were black people in the, uh, what do you call that? Or the, uh, the uh, whatever, audience? In the audience, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, in the audience. I mean, so in the Emmett Till you know, case, you did have, um, you know, the black people that were in the audience, if you will, but they all had to stay in the back. And they had been shown to have no power. Right, right. Uh, which was not the case in the Aubrey case. Right. No. But even but even the in, in the Emmett Till case with the um, the black reporters and so forth were given a small card table, pushed off to the side, and obviously the photographer gets the famous picture of um, of his uncle, you know, pointing his finger, identifying the man who killed his his nephew. Yeah, the one thing that that 
that I quite frankly I was hoping. And and I mean, other than the fact that he ended up that they convicted all these people, they let one black guy on the jury. Mm -hmm. And I was so hoping that they would all come back with a guilty verdict so that this one guy was included as a juror as opposed to the last black guy that we couldn't get rid of. Right. Or he was not the guy, there's always, I've said this before, you know, the black guy in the neighborhood that is on the racist side of the fence. Right. So he wouldn't be seen as that. And I really had that in the back of my mind that he didn't have the pressure to, on him to let these people go because he was the only black guy there. Right. I think he got included as a juror as opposed to a black juror. Right. Well, and to think of what's set up, even the opportunity, you know, the, the, the possibilities of a, a guilty verdict um, that Trayvon had to happen and to start to start moving things forward. Ferguson had to happen, you know, um, to help move things forward. And obviously, uh, George Floyd. Right. So now you had this big up right, this big upswell of. Of, of people who are who are protesting this there's this dialogue taking place right. and now you know in the face of that dialogue you know the the, the uh, prosecutors were definitely trying to you know trying 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 to i don't want to say take advantage of it for lack of a better term that's what they were trying to do is to make sure that um that that greater awareness would actually play out in a courthouse I, I, absolutely i i think that was serious about i think yeah. The other thing I was going to say was Zimmerman actually helped out because he became such a piece of piece of work, right? Uh, that the Republicans don't even talk about him anymore. Yeah, and that was their guy. Yeah. So, you know, he sort of helped out. Yeah. You know, uh, by being a nut job. Yeah. Uh, and by getting into the trouble that he did, because this is the guy they held up to be—he was like a saint. Yeah, uh, for for shooting uh, Trayvon Martin. So, you know, it it they weren't going to let that happen again. Yeah. Now, that being said, I would love for this to become. I'm not going to say this right, but let me just say I would love for this to become common mm -hmm. that the guy's arrested, he's given a trial as fair as trials are anyway, white or black, and that it is not an event. But it is a it is a, a, a something that goes on that seeks justice. Right. And we may argue about whether it's justice, but we don't argue about whether or not they're making the black person pay for something. That's what I'd like to see. But I mean to, to even to think about that when you say that, you know, to make it an event is that all how all these cameras are trained, the national news is trained on this one trial. Yeah. Which just goes to show how few of these cases actually end up you know, in, in a trial, let alone, you know, the opportunity for, for a guilty verdict. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just overwhelming. And, and how and, long did it take for them to, to, uh, to have the trial? It wasn't long, right away. Yeah, it was, no, it wasn't right away. I think it was about a year. About a year. Well, yeah. No. Um, but, you know, in, in, in addition to that, just thinking about, uh, so Trayvon having to make that happen. Right. Right. Um, roll back to Emmett Till. And for so many, that was the catalyst 
the final straw that broke the camel's back, if you will, like Fannie Lou Hamer famously said, just being sick and tired of being sick and tired. Right. right? To push people uh, into the movement. Right. To, to really kind of motivate that, as Rosa Parks, you know, reportedly had said that, you know, she was thinking of Emmett when she was sitting on that bus. Right. Um, and, you know, wasn't going to get up. Right. It's and the so, timing because yeah. that had been happening all along. Right. You know, and it's just that people were just, you know, I had enough. People, that's, that's, that's what they got to. It was like, we got to do something because going along with the program isn't working. They're just killing people. And there was no need for what happened to Emmett Till. I mean, I, just, I still think his mother did a, 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 it was courageous on her part. Yeah. But I think she did a good thing by having an open coffin. Yeah. Uh, people got to see it. They had to be, they had to see what they had done. Yeah. And, and people said, wait a minute, you know, that's not right. Yeah. Now, a lot of other people got killed that mm -hmm. we didn't pay attention to. It still happened. Yeah. Uh, but his mother did what she did. And, he, and the fact that he was a child and made to, he, she made us look at him as a child. Yeah. You know, she was the mother that made somebody look at her child. I want the world to see what they did to my little boy. Yeah. We had not had that. Right. Because we thought of ourselves the same way a lot of white people did. You know, well, they're going to do what they want anyway. So we're going to get killed. And she said, no, that's not going to happen. Mm. I'm going to make you pay attention. And I think that's, that was important. Yeah. That was important. And I mean, it's, it's in a sad way. I mean, there's, there's progress. And yeah. the fact that those three men who lynched Ahmaud Aubrey, um, you know, actually got, you know, convicted. Right. And so, I mean. Imagine how, how, how this guy had to feel that to take this, how in the right he had to feel that they weren't. It, 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 no, it wasn't somebody standing on a street corner. Mm -hmm. it, was an, it was somebody that was a part of killing the guy yeah. that taped it mm -hmm. and thought it was all right for them to yeah. tape it. Yeah. I mean, you think about that. I mean, you think, I mean, you have to believe you're going to get away with it, that you're justified. Yeah, of course. I mean, you're, 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 you're shooting the, the very evidence that's going to convict you. Right. But he, I bet I'll lay you 10 to 1 that he had been told that all his life. Yeah. That he was better than. Right. That they don't belong in this neighborhood. Because otherwise, why would you take, I mean, you might tape it, but you don't give it to somebody. Right. So it, it tells you that, you know, we still got a ways to go, but uh, is the next time they're going to tape it or and hide it or right. what's going to happen the next time? Yeah. But we are seeing, obviously, like, like with George Floyd, you know, uh, that, that that evidence there that you can no longer ignore it, make excuses for it. He was trying to, you know, like Jim Lee Jackson and right before the summer Montgomery March. In California, I, th I, I would have sworn that was a conviction. Right. That happened before. What was his name? I forget his name. But that they killed, the cops killed in uh, California. Mm -hmm. and, and somebody took a picture of that. And right. It was a video. Right. And it's like it was almost like it didn't happen. Yeah. So we've we've made strides, but Jesus, look at the time right. uh, that it took for that to happen. How many more lives do we need to be spent? 
you know, it makes it almost, it makes it hard for you to say, uh, for one to say, not you, but one to say, uh, when a guy has actually done something wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you, you're reluctant to say that. You know it, but you're reluctant to say it because of this. Right. And how many people believe that, you know, Ahmad Aubrey really wasn't wasn't the victim? That he yeah. got what he deserved? Yeah. I, despite the yeah. evidence. Yeah. What and, was he doing in that neighborhood? Right. All, you know, That's a question that should never come up. Right. If you, didn't, if you didn't do anything wrong, why'd you run? You know, there's that other, you know, argument that's always made. And I'll let you tell the one that's going around too. Yeah. But he was, he was reaching for my gun. That's, you know, Trayvon was reaching for the gun. Like I said, you know, I was saying earlier, Jim Lee Jackson, you know, that was, he was reaching, you know, the excuse was he was reaching for my gun. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's the same argument used over and over and over again, because you think you're going to get away with it. And this, right. time, it didn't right. work. So I, I think the people that the, the prosecutor in this, in, in, in Aubrey's case was, 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 gives hope. Yeah. Nothing else. Right. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, now we just got to get, get people to stop killing black people just for being black. Yes. Yes. I mean, and that's yeah. what hopefully, that's what hopefully these prosecutions and you know, these convictions do is go, wait a second, we can't get away with this anymore. Right. Even if, if we get that, we, we, that's half the battle. Right. That's half the battle. Yeah. Uh, and now this guy knows, the one that did the taping, I forget his name, but he knows he can't get away with that. Mm -hmm. He may stop and think that, well, well that's wrong. What was wrong with that? You know, I don't know if he will or won't. He just may figure next time I'll hide it. Right. But he may also think that, uh, that was wrong. Yeah. These 12 people told me I was wrong. But you know, those, those sort of people can't, re, you know, they just can't resist bragging about it. Yeah. They got that, they're sitting there in their back pocket just waiting to show somebody. Well, they're protecting their own. Right. That's what they're doing. And their, their question is, well, how could you blame me for that? Right. I'm the one that's fighting. Yeah. I mean, these, these, Supposedly houses were broken into in that neighborhood and who was this black guy and he was you know snooping around, whatever. And yeah, it must have been him. Must have been him. Yeah. yeah. So we're just defend we're just we're just protecting our neighborhood, protecting our white women, you know. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Right. Find your justification. That episode. Yeah. I tell you, the, the there's so much that's going on there. For the first time, not for the first time, but it really makes you afraid makes me that way. And I, I have lived my life in this country and I've never been afraid. Mm -hmm. But you don't know who you're dealing with. Right. There's a guy right down the street from me that hangs out his Trump sign. Right. Now, that's all right. I figured, okay, hangs out his Trump sign. I don't like Trump. He does. So we don't have to, I don't have to talk to him. And I'm very glad, I'm thankful that he put that sign out there so right. I know where but he lives. The other night, the guy shooting a gun at something. In your neighborhood? Not only in the neighborhood, in the backyards. I mean, those backyards go up to the, uh, to the metro line. He was, I'm telling you, my wife heard it. I didn't hear the gun. She heard the gun. The girl that lives next door has one of those ring things. Mm -hmm. She caught him on the tape. Dang. 
in the middle of a sub, of a of a of a neighborhood. Yeah, suburban. He's shooting a gun. Now it's illegal. Right. Well, of course. But, but you know what the what the answer is? It's like, well, should I tell should I tell the police or not? Hmm. Because I can't do it anonymously. Right. So now, now I don't know what you know. So somebody tells about this guy shooting off a gun, then he gives my name, and I'm dead. Right. So it's, it's like I never had to think about that before. You know, it's like, and I think that's that's what that's what's got to get fixed. Right. We all agree that the guy shooting off a gun in the middle of a neighborhood is wrong. Right. I don't care about his politics. Right. You know, you can you can claim your Second Amendment rights, but that's not the right to fire it off in the neighborhood. Right. Right. So, I guess he felt he was protecting the neighborhood. Well, maybe he saw maybe maybe you know maybe his argument will be that he saw a black guy you know in the neighborhood. He thought he saw a black guy in his backyard. Well, unfortunately, he's, he'd be in a lot of trouble because we had a fairly mixed neighborhood, so right. we have to pick out the. The black guys. Right. Well, I appreciate it, Levon. Thank you, Loki. Thank you. We're doing it. All righty.